With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
What is going on? Episode 179. And tonight we are joined by Patrick from Unsigned Pop Punk. Patrick, what is going on, brother? Oh, you know, just hanging. Uh, It's already starting to get real cold out here. So (laughs) just trying to stay warm. I've got multiple heaters. Got my little space heater right here. Space heater? What is that? What's a oh, space Justin. heater? He, we he don't have one of those in Florida. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. So, <laughs> um, so it it is literally just a, like it's instead of a fan, it just blows hot air. <laughs> oh, it makes your throat really nice and dry. Yeah, That's it miserable. does. How, however, it is like thirty something degrees outside right now. So, and, and what he's referencing is Minnesota, which yeah, yeah. is uh. You know the the stomping grounds of the Mighty Ducks series, so we, oh, we could we could dive into that. But uh, forty Bombay, yeah, like this is this is what it is up in uh, up in my garage right now, what? or my office. It wow. started this morning at thirty nine, though. Jeez, <laughs> we are double the temperature you are. It is seventy five in Florida right now. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, it's already snowed here three times. That is unbelievable. Yeah, it's awful. Jeez. Hate it so much. Yeah, I was gonna say I hate living in snow. I've never lived in snow, but I already hate it. I um, oh boy, I would say don't if you don't ever have to. <laughs> That's why I moved away. So yeah. no going I, back. I think like, okay, so I was talking to like my wife and kids about this a little bit. So when it snowed, it was also kind of melting at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I think like 45 degrees. I was like, you know what? Look, if if we could just keep it like this, I could do our eight months of winter. Yeah, I could do that. You know, but though is a whole different story. Yeah, but typically we'll get like the snow will go up to like our waste like it'll eventually be so high it's awful speaking of minnesota wasn't that also the 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 home state of jingle all the way yes that's like one of the best christmas movies of all time (laughs) down i i i tend to agree because there's so many just solid one-liners that arnold just drops (laughs) that are so ridiculous put my cookie down (laughs) now yes (laughs) So ridiculous and yeah I, I i think that that is definitely an underrated christmas movie in our house we watch it every year that's a staple along with christmas vacation yeah ours is christmas vacation home alone one and two yep mm-hmm. and jingle all the way and i think i'll be home for christmas too with jtt okay that's fair and you know pretty much anything jtt does is watchable for sure yeah. <laughs> like he's great and I, I guess since we're on the topic of Christmas movies, I this this show is already going off the rails, but I'm totally down for it. You're welcome. I, welcome to welcome to my kind of show. Three times where he lives. Yeah, well, it's, like it's the North been Pole. Christmas. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm I'm talking about Christmas movies. I just saw today that there is going to be a sequel to the Christmas Story. I think oh, there yeah, already there, was. There already was a sequel. Yeah. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I think yeah. so. I think they've done it like it's the day after they play 24 hours of a Christmas story, too. It's like, I think it's like Ralph, Ralphie, he's like older. What? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Good. So like anyone watching, don't don't quote me for sure. But I'm pretty sure 
that there is a sequel. It's about as good as that new Home Alone movie they came out with, with the English kid. I didn't even watch it. It's bad. The one with Andy from The Office? Um, No. That's another one where there's just like a bunch of... (laughs) movies that no one no one saw like i kind of stopped when the scarlett johansson one like home alone 3 and i was like yeah this isn't that great yeah it was was worse (laughs) so like just on the top like we're on the top of christmas movies so have any of you guys seen the trailer for violent night yet though come on with no with uh i can't remember his name but hopper from stranger things yeah santa it looks so good it's so it, good is it like an action thriller christmas yes. movie yes <laughs> it's santa fucking up a whole bunch of people like they like this it's from what i remember from the trailers it's all about like <clears throat> these like this rich family um they were like th- somebody breaks into their house and like is holding them hostage for like money and the girl like writes a letter to Santa Claus to like save him and he comes down and he's like you know Christmas night you know he's just trying to bring presents and then somebody's like pulls a gun on him and they're like hey fat man get out of here like what do you do and he's like no I'm just trying to and then he just yeah messes him up it's really I would, good I would put whatever the cost of a blink 182 ticket down to say that in the 90s that 100 would have been arnold if they did that in the 90s i wish that have that would seen, have been gold have you seen the mel gibson santa claus movie fat man no, no. okay i'm just oh. gonna have to message you guys a whole bunch of movies to watch <laughs> uh it's called fat man i think it's on um peacock if you have peacock and it is so great it's the same type of thing it's like a comedy action and it's like only a few years old and yeah it's mel gibson just messing up like somebody trying to assassinate him it's awesome so i guess at unsigned pop punk you guys just talk christmas movies right is that what you guys do we talk so much stuff (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yes um i honestly half of the time half of our conversations um and ha- on our own podcast where did all my friends go revolve usually heavily around star wars on accident it always just gets to it it happens it does it's just such a standard conversation so i i had to admit to nick and Barian that i didn't watch star wars until this past summer yeah. What? And, and, any yeah. any Star Wars? Like, like I, I saw them in Pat, like a little bit here and there. But this never stuff is like, friendship changing, man. <laughs> <laughs> never saw them from like start to finish. And this mm-hmm. past summer, I, I put them in, you know, put them on in order. At well, starting at I guess what episode three is okay, the so real first one. You scared me. I was like, don't like, man, I want you to like these movies. <laughs> but I, I think don't that start was, with the prequels. I think that was also the issue though, because like that was the one I started with, and like there's not too much like storyline, not too much dialogue, not like it's not the greatest movie. Like it, I, I think a lot of people have like nostalgic attachment to it, to that third one. And like mm. of what it what it means to them, sure. where me as like kind of like an outsider getting thrown into it, it didn't do much for me. And then sure. I was like, all right, let me see if the fourth one does it. All right, new co-host. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> Slice I'm, speak rum. I'm also not a big sci-fi guy, so sure. Nick, I mean Nick, that makes sense. Nick wasn't too happy with me, but he he understood, and and he he kind of said like, you watch like those original ones, like what three, four, five, and then yeah. go back and do like one, two. Oh yeah, four, five, and six. And, it and makes then, them more palatable, for sure. Yeah, so maybe I'll I'll give some of the later ones uh, uh, another shot and and see if that gets me but well, i know that they have all the like these spin-off shows and right shows that branch off from it that are new and disney doesn't and like you know obviously disney doesn't put out garbage it's it's right. always <laughs> top notch sure and i mean but the thing is you know it's if you don't like science fiction that much like don't force yourself mm-hmm. like you don't have to like star wars you just should this <laughs> is a cultural phenomenon yeah i think i saw today it was uh it was the difference between sci-fi and and fantasy is that in sci-fi sean bean lives and in fantasy sean bean dies fair i don't even know who sean bean yet bean is who is that uh oh man that's a hard one um uh, do you ever see golden he's boromir right yeah right. he's boromir in lord of the rings and then he uh and then he was, he was Ned in, Stark. Yeah, Ned Stark also oh, okay. died. Yeah, gotcha. he's like, which is like kind of the same character. Hey, spoiler alert Any for anybody <laughs> who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, but it was like 10 years ago he died. So oh, yeah. No, I mean, literally like any, if we're spoiling stuff talking about Star Wars, uh, Jingle All the Way, of the Rings, Jingle all the way. Game, of, Game of Thrones, Jingle All the Way, he... Your time has passed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoiler alert: He gives the toy to the less fortunate. <laughs> we 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 have we're past the window, guys. There's another generation in between us and the movie right now. Yeah, <laughs> but depending on the movie, multiple. <laughs> um, but we're not we're not here to talk about fantasy and Star Wars. We're here to talk about unsigned pop punk. So yeah. tell us, how did you get into this nonsense of pop punk that we all seem to love? Uh, well, I mean, I kind of, I've been doing pop punk, you know, I've been playing in bands and stuff since, gosh, 1999, I think yeah. at this point. Good year. Yeah. Uh, maybe 98. Gosh, I don't even know. But at this end, uh, you know, I was doing bands, doing touring bands. And uh, after a while of, you know, working, pushing, you know, pushing, working your heart out and like making music, touring, you know, that kind of started to weigh on me. And it would get depressing to think, you know, after doing stuff for so long and then having people uh, like message or like when you would talk to him or see him at shows and they're oh you guys are so great why aren't you famous why like and and you know when honestly like when you hear stuff like that you're just like and then you see all these other people that make it or your peers make it and you're like well what's wrong with me and why won't anybody give me a chance and things like that that's what made me want to start doing this Mm -hmm. for those people that just like don't ever get a chance and feel like nobody gives a shit about your band because it's so hard sometimes to just get friends or family to come out to a show and they're like well i love you i support you 
but I'm not going to, I'm not going to come to your show. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but I love what you're doing. Um, but it's, you know, it, all that sort of stuff is, is hard and sometimes it, it wears on you. So I wanted to start this project, you know, which turned into unsigned pop punk to show people. It's like, there are people that give a shit. I give a shit. Yeah. And that's why I started doing this to give like opportunities, no matter what, like no matter what level you're at, like I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to be heard and talk, even just getting an answer from someone like getting answers from people is an impossible task for some people, you know, it's so now I wanted people to feel like no matter what, I will answer. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah. it's it just, you know, you mentioned how there's always those bands that you're like, why isn't this band bigger? Like everyone's yeah. had that. Yeah. And it, it really truly comes down to like, <laughs> it's so cliche to say, but it's like, who do you know? What circles are you running in? And right. like, you know, who are you going on tour with? And And now it's even like, I guess more competitive because anyone can jump on Spotify and see how many monthly streams you're getting. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, some people just like will write bands off because they don't have like 500,000 monthly listens or like when there's so much fantastic music and we have bands on this that come on our show that have like 57 Mm -hmm. monthly listeners. And some of those bands are my favorite bands. And like, Mm -hmm. When we had Bar Down Breakfast, you bet your ass I asked some of those bands to come and play it. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, you guys are killing it. Like, you know, and, and truthfully, a lot of us are getting older that were in the scene like when it was, you know, the pop punk was at its heyday. Right. And, you know, a lot of, you know, our former guests truly love playing music, but they just like have full time jobs now. So they're not like grinding it out on tour. Right. So like that also affects who's coming out to their shows and who's listening on Spotify and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So like, right. It, it's just a very competitive and kind of cutthroat world right now when it doesn't need to be. Right. And, and that was kind of like what uh, another part that inspired this is that, you know, I wanted to build a community of people, you know, of bands and stuff to have everyone work together to find Mm -hmm. success and like not everyone's gonna make it but that doesn't mean you don't deserve an opportunity like that's just the reality like you could be absolutely incredible and not make it and not get anywhere um but there's i mean obviously there's so many different things that go into that um but you know, a lot of times, like I've seen bands that, like, I was like, man, I, I really don't enjoy your music very much. That blew up, and I'm like, and you know, it, it's there's so many different variables that go into all this. <laughs> there truly are, and I, I don't know who has the answer or or what, but that that's like the million dollar question, right? Like, how do you become relevant, and how do you blow up, and you know, it, it, it's 
kind of fascinating to to watch bands kind of blow up and you know justin is watching it before his eyes with magnolia park in his backyard like mm-hmm. they yeah. are literally taking over the world right now and uh one of the hardest working bands yeah in the biz right now though like they deserve everything they get and more for sure yeah they're they're killing it and you know to to see how many bands are coming out of orlando just is is mm-hmm. unbelievable it really yeah. is it's crazy like uh like i always talk about it too and i mean mikey and i can go on for hours talking about the orlando scene but i think you know what it, it what makes it harder for for a band in florida definitely i mean from experience i mean i've played in bands when i used to live in miami played in bands living in orlando it's that you know everybody everybody like in the northeast and even in the midwest you drive two hours, three hours, you're in a completely different market. In Florida, you drive two, three hours, you're in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter where you go, like you're always in Florida. So so especially like with a lot of bands, like it was it was really cool like seeing seeing bands like Capstan break out. Right. Um mm-hmm. we were we would play shows in their living room. Um That's really cool awesome. seeing like Magnolia Park and Meet Me at the Altar break out. Um and even kind of like some of the newer bands, like up from here's out in Tampa, they're killing it. Um, and there's definitely like a few bands that are that are really just like pushing it in the Central Florida scene and what we call like the I four corridor, which is pretty much all of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy seeing how everything goes. <laughs> Sounds like Sorry. someone might have got home or no, it's Chinese cat. food. <laughs> cat is dying. No, that's my dog. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, the cat's underneath me. <laughs> but um but yeah, like seeing all these bands kind of just like blow up from the Central Florida scene is is just really cool to see because not a lot of bands really some people will come down to Florida, they'll be like, Oh, I didn't know Orlando had like a huge scene. Oh yeah. it's like we've always had one, guys. Like like even dating back to like old again, like old again was a great pop punk band that uh, I forgot what record label they signed to. They signed to a pretty like significant record label, and then you know they split up, and half that band you know is now in um, Broadside. So it's just kind of cool, like seeing like all these bands kind of like, all right, we're gonna break up, we're gonna go into Broadside, the rest of us are gonna go into Hungover, we're gonna go do this, this, and that. Um, and a lot of the bands here are just kind of like Frankenstein versions of their former selves. Sure. Yeah, Minnesota is a is a lot different with like our scene because Minnesota's really big. Uh but there's really only one place to play and that's in Minneapolis. Um I'm way up in Duluth. I'm about 2 hours away from Canada. I'm I'm pretty far north. Yeah. Um but in order to see like for big bands coming through they're going to go to Minneapolis or St. Paul, which is, you know, sister cities. And so, which is, it's hard because like coming from Minnesota and playing here as a smaller band, Minneapolis was one of the worst places for us to play or yeah, because the big cities are always were, were at least a long time ago. Um, it was a lot harder to draw a big crowd versus if you played in a smaller city or a suburb, mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do. 
yeah. but go to a show. So you could draw 50 to 200 kids in a smaller city. Go, so we used to do that around Minnesota, but that uh, doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's like you got to be in Minneapolis. It's wild. <laughs> so I guess let, let's dive into, you know, some of that, you know, Minnesota scene and Minneapolis scene from, you know, when you were maybe in high school going to shows or when you were starting to play in bands going to shows like what are some of your your fondest memories? Are those venues still around or are they still kicking? I mean, First Avenue, which is one of the more like which is probably the most iconic music venue in Minnesota. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, Prince made that famous, you know, it was in Purple Rain and uh <clears throat> that's still going. I mean, that's like one of our biggest like venues to where anyone can still play it. Um, but otherwise from when I was younger, a lot of them are, are gone. A lot of them disappeared during COVID as well, which, you know, was huge hit and huge disappointment, but yeah, I mean, it's changed so much over the last 10 years just around here, but there's, there's a good scene. There's a lot of really good bands. One of my favorite bands coming out of Minnesota is a band called careful gaze. Mm -hmm. They're really good. I, I mean, they would never say they're pop punk and they're not really pop punk at all, but I fucking love them. They're great. And they're great people. I'm trying to remember. I think, um, is it motion city soundtrack from Minneapolis? Yep. 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 They, uh, I think they're, they're back now, which that's cool. Cause they, they're back in Minneapolis. Well, no, I mean like they're back. They're on, they're, they're They're touring because they, they broke up for a while. Yeah, they're on this weird hiatus, and then they were going to do a comeback tour, and then they got postponed because of the pandemic, and then they're doing the comeback redo or triple redo or whatever it is. It's like the twenty (laughs) first anniversary. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good. I mean, like they were, from what I remember, like when they were like starting out, is like they weren't even really that popular in Minneapolis. They were popular popular everywhere else. And then once they like kind of blew up, Minneapolis is like, oh, the they're ours. <laughs> that is the plight of every band. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you're not famous in your hometown until you're famous outside of your hometown. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely the, I, I don't know what it is, but you know, um and, and nothing against Orlando. Like we we have a great scene in Orlando, but it, the, the second we play outside of Orlando, it's just a packed room with kids singing in our faces. And then there's only like very few shows in Orlando where we come back and we get that same kind of kind of like uh, like feeling that we get when we're outside. And it's usually for like, you know, the bar down breakfast or like some of these larger shows that we're doing. Right. Um, and it's just crazy. It's it's just that the same thing, like Magnolia Park, same thing. Like I remember seeing Magnolia Park open for um, Capstan back in like 20, 2017 or 2018 here in Orlando. And there was like maybe like 10 people in the crowd in a sold out room of like 200, 250 that knew about them. The second they signed to Epitaph, they come to Orlando again and everybody sing oh, yeah. along. Everybody knows. I was just like, I see you guys. I know you. I, I know who the OGs are. <laughs> one of my favorite new are one of Minnesota's new claims to fame though 
this this one is my is my favorite because it's he is newly like super popular um i used to play shows with this really awesome band like they were like post-hardcore called four letter lie oh Um, yeah and mod son mod son was their drummer you know we used to play shows together and yeah like four letter lie did pretty good now mod son married avril levine yep (laughs) well and he like tried like his rap thing for a little while which didn't go so well and it it did well enough to where he left he stopped doing four letter live for mod yeah. son yeah so like it was doing pretty good but then man him mgk and avril travis minnesota, parker minnesota fucking loves him now <laughs> <laughs> touche that's great yeah it's funny i i saw god it had to be 2010 or 2011 my wife was in school in connecticut and we went to see johnny craig's solo stuff and mod son on tour and like (laughs) there was probably 20 to 30 people there Mm because like you know johnny craig just left emerosa so he was trying to do his solo stuff that didn't take off it was just crazy to think that we saw you know obviously now he's married or getting married to avril lavigne this guy played to like 20 to 30 people I've and, and that's why I think it's hilarious. Like I've played to twenty to thirty people with him. <laughs> it's we were like together. We I was in the same room as him. <laughs> they actually have a sweet hockey themed music video that I put on like one of these silly TikToks that I made, and you know a lot of people were like, "Wait, is that Mod Son?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, nice. And it's, it just. It, they're just like doing the flying V in the music video and they're playing like street <laughs> hockey. It's just an awesome video. Spoiler alert. Skrillex used to be in from first to last. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other one I was going to say too? Um, crap. Why can't I think about it? I can't think of it now. Gabe uh, from Midtown. and Yeah. Uh, Gabe Supporta was in Midtown. Yeah. Dude. Ob- <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, Midtown, but then he went downtown, on to like. Maybe? cobra starship or whatever it was which got him on like you know top 40 he made that snakes on a plane song dude that is like one my favorite song of theirs i fucking love that song Uh, there is um my 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 manager at work uh we have like a sona that we play like in the office and um this is when when um tommy was still sitting next to me and he goes justin i will give you a dollar every time you can play the cobra starship snakes on a plane song without anybody <laughs> changing it for 30 seconds i got like 15 dollars that day and now anytime anybody like because i put it on every playlist in the office so it always plays randomly throughout the day and everybody's just like justin i'm like first off that's slander secondly it was me sorry <laughs> i like when gabe started uh cobra starship with um like with that song, like I was already, I was a huge Midtown fan. I loved Midtown. Mm-hmm. And um, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, pff, this like trumps it. Like, I love this song. Uh, I hope he does more songs like this. And then it was kind of sad when he stopped doing Midtown to do Cobra Starship. But yeah. you know, it's like, it's okay. They're back too. They're back. Piebald's back. Yeah. Ladwagon's back. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this 
video from a um a Minnesota band. There it is. Uh, that also has a very hockey themed like music video. Uh, they're called Wild View. If you've never heard of them, they're really rad. You should check them out. They have a music video called Solo, and it's all like hockey themed. They actually filmed it like at a, like a hockey arena in Bemidji. It's pretty That's rad. Up. Yeah, it's th- there's stuff. actually there there's a handful of sweet hockey you know themed music videos. I was able to do like two editions of that on TikTok. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and then i ran out so now i have one more in no, my you pocket got, you got this you got this and they're really good i love those guys sweet they're so it's I... you'll look at it and you'll be like oh shit yeah those guys are from minnesota <laughs> yeah absolutely oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know who these people are oh they all have beards and look like they chopped down trees oh yeah those guys <laughs> those guys are from minnesota <laughs> oh yeah sure you betcha so, so I mean, since we're on the topic of 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 hockey, and I mean, I you're you're of I'm I don't want to you know be uh, ageist here, but you're of the age to remember the North Stars. Were I, you? A, yes, I am. More of a fan of the North Stars or the Wild? Well, I mean, I was pretty young when the North yeah. Stars were around. <laughs> I mean, just to be, I I want to clear that up really quick here. <laughs> uh, I I was around. But we're all um, around the same age. It's fine. You know, like I really liked um, Dino Cicerelli, mm-hmm. uh, North Stars. I can't think of the other guy offhand that I also really liked, but I have Mike a problem Madonna. with names. Yes, thank you, Mike mm-hmm. Madonna. Uh, Madonna was fantastic. Um, you know, as a as a Minnesotan, when they they stole our hockey team. You know, we were all pretty pissed um, because what the fuck does Texas need a hockey team for? Uh, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not bitter. Um, (laughs) No, the Wild and the Wild are fantastic. So obviously more of my life has been spent having an opportunity to watch the Wild. I never got to like go to a hockey game and see at the Met or whatever, you know, at the North, see the North Stars. To be fair, I also can't afford to see the fucking wild either but (laughs) hockey has gotten expensive yes islander fan you know i'm an islander fan and we grew up when the team was just really really bad so i remember going to get like a a snapple or a fanta from the vending machine in my cafeteria and every once in a while there'd just be islander tickets taped to a soda bottle because they were just trying to get rid of them because no wow. one wanted to go to games. So now the Islanders have this brand new state of the art arena and they're trying to charge, you know, $200 a ticket and Islander fans are like, what is this? It's like, this is normal. That's what it is. Like you go anywhere else. That's normal. Oh yeah. Like games here sell out yeah. all the time. I'd, I'm pretty sure that they claim like every time they sell out, but I don't know. <laughs> I've never got to go. <laughs> I was actually I was looking at tickets today uh, for it for Avalanche and Lightning in okay. Tampa, and just for for the hell of it, I was looking in um, in Colorado too, in Denver, and it was actually cheaper to buy tickets to the Avalanche game in their hometown than it was 
for the Lightning Avalanche here in Tampa. It was like it was like a buck fifty or a buck seventy for like pretty like low bowl seeds, which are like three hundred plus here in Tampa. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 pretty expensive here as well. I when I go see uh, to a hockey game now, I haven't been able to go to a hockey game since before the pandemic, but I used mm-hmm. to regularly go to um, our our college hockey team. We have the 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 umd bulldogs and that's what even that's super expensive but i love that and i love like the college hockey is -hmm. just so intense like the fans are nuts yeah and i I guess justin you never really got that experience because there's not like there's club teams Mm -hmm. down in florida but i don't think you know fans really come out for the club teams But, you know, being in upstate New York, I would go to Cornell games. I went to Union games, RPI games. My grandfather played for Dartmouth. Like, I never – he just told me stories, obviously, because I wasn't around when he was playing hockey however many years ago. But, like, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, we never got any of that. Like, I think UCF is the closest team that actually has, like, an ice hockey team. That's about it. Yeah, it's a a cool experience, especially since, like – They'll have the march, like not the entire marching band, but they'll have mm-hmm. part oh, of the marching. The band yeah. is like the best fucking part, man. It truly so is. Fun. And it just like the sound of the drums in the ice arena, just like it sounds so different. Like you can't replicate that when they're outside. Right. It, it's a very, yeah, it's a very special experience. And then like, there's so many little like historic traditions that the fit, like the student sections do. Yep. Mm-hmm which is super cool and yeah i'm a big college hockey fan as well you know here in north carolina we don't really have that now and i mean here like in in duluth like the bulldogs i mean i don't remember like what division of of hockey they are i i never remember oh they're definitely division one no yeah okay sure but uh (laughs) no they are but like they've uh like you could you could say that and be like okay sure i believe uh but um like i mean they're champions and our women's hockey is multi like time champions and stuff and so it's really fun because everyone actually likes going because you know they win yeah (laughs) so like they're they're pretty good it does help it does help winning yeah and I i guess that's a perfect time to talk about winning and our sponsor DraftKings. So, hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. So, we got the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up in a couple of days. Super excited for that one. Maybe throw down some money with DraftKings. And, you know, if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn that small bet into even bigger payouts with some game same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So 
Patrick, I, I do want to dive a little more into unsigned pop punk because you truly are doing God's work. But at the same time, it's got to be a little stressful and like overwhelming the amount of submissions you must get. Or do, you, uh, or, do you, or do you truly just embrace every second? Because even like our show, we get tons of submissions. And like I try to explain to people like, hey, we're a, a hockey and right. music. So like if you don't check off the hockey box, like it's kind of <laughs> hard to add you to the playlist. Mandatory. It it's, it's kind of <laughs> part of part of our spiel. Absolutely. Um, but before I answer that, remind me later, I do have a fun hockey story about how i met wayne gretzky remind me of that oh no we're um, going right we're going yeah no right we have to, no 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 there's that's no reminding way. yeah we're going to that story <laughs> right oh you now. want to know that now okay <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah okay so before like have you also heard of like brett hall of course yeah okay i, I just wanted to make sure like you know legend and all um <laughs> yeah so this like they don't actually have anything to do with each other but these are my two like people that are legends that i've i've one I met, one I fucking should have met. Um, so Brett Hall used to live, have a house in Duluth, Minnesota. And my mom at one time went to dinner with Brett Hall. Um, like it was, she was, da- she was like dating someone, but like they just went to dinner with Brett Hall and he at the time was like this was the like the nineties when I was like really into like the NHL and stuff, and I really enjoyed Brett Hall was like my jam. Instead of like bringing me along, she brings me an autographed napkin of Brett Hall's, and I'm like, look, did they, did I have eight. the lipstick on it? Oh, like I'm <laughs> like in the movies. Know, I'm like I'm like just you know like sit young lad and i'm like look this is awesome but you suck (laughs) you should have framed that that would have at least been a couple hundred bucks oh i'm sure but i was a little dumbass i probably was like this is awesome and then like i pinned it to my wall or something and then it disintegrated (laughs) with like my you know eight-year-old farts in my stinky bedroom you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, my mom was awesome, and that was really cool that she got that for me. I wish I still had it. Um, but now, my my Wayne Gretzky story is is much funnier. Uh, so I was at the Mall of America, and <clears throat> I was just with my buddy, my buddy Johnny, and he was a massive hockey fan. Like this, like his day, if like the Wilder were playing. His day would be made or broken by if they won or lost. <laughs> so we're like walking through the Mall of America. And I, I'm just like, I just look up and I like hit John. I'm like, that's fucking Wayne Gretzky. He's just fucking walking around the Mall of America. And I just scream. I'm like, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and he like stops. And I fucking run up there. And I'm like, here's the thing also, like, yes, that was super ballsy of me, like to just scream his name. It was super dickheaded as well. Um, but I was I was like 18 or 19. And um, 
believe it or not, I'm not really great with talking to people. I'm pretty nervous, um, especially with like people I idolize or look up to. I'm exceptionally nervous. And I didn't know what to say. I just ran up to him and I was like shaking and I was like, uh, I, hi, great one. Um, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for hockey. (laughs) And I ran away. (laughs) So my interaction with Wayne Gretzky was screaming his name. So now everybody knew he was there. He was just trying to shop with his kids. Only calling him great one and thanking him for hockey. <laughs> thank you for inventing hockey. Yeah. You, thank you for hockey. Dude. So this isn't even close, but the one time, like I was at an Islander game and we were sitting in like the owner's like sweet area. And one of like, you know, he's a fan favorite player. He's not like a superstar. Matt Martin was in the suite next to us. And our paths crossed at the end of the night. And I thought it was appropriate for me, the fan, to thank him for coming. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, Matt Martin, glad you came. <laughs> and my friends to this day always say that. Just they're like, Matt Martin, glad you came. <laughs> it was just so awkward. That's he awesome. Did, he just is like smiled and was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> all right. I got, a, I got a story. It's not a hockey player, but it's a hockey enthusiast. Okay. Um, <laughs> God, Kevin Smith. Yes. Um, so legend so as well. I was in uh, I was in Hollywood Studios, and uh, I'm carrying I'm carrying my kid because she's uh, just asleep. So she's just on my back, and I'm carrying her, and uh, I just see a hockey jersey walking towards me, and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, what the hell? That's is Kevin a movie. Smith. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is a movie? I go, <laughs> oh. And I look up and I recognize him and we lock eyes and he, he knows. knows that I know yeah. who he is. <laughs> and we kind of nodded and just walked past each other, just recognized <laughs> each other. And that was my Kevin Smith story. <laughs> well, you it, definitely look like someone that would know who Kevin Smith is. 100%. <laughs> it, yeah. I, if I saw Kevin Smith, I'd probably just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> He was at Disney. I had a kid sleeping on my back. I couldn't. Yeah, buddy cries. <laughs> don't don't let him tell you wrong. Chasing Amy was great. Dude, I fucking love that movie. That's so You're good. Right? Oh, such a classic. Good one. All right, now we'll talk about all these unsigned pop punk bands. All right, yeah, okay. Rescue okay. was a better story. <laughs> what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Oh. Uh, what what was your question before the I like submission derailed us? I think Mike said you have to be overwhelmed with submissions. That's right. Um, I really was for quite some time overwhelmed with it. Because um, I it took a while for me to figure out my process. <laughs> so um, it's been about a year now since I started doing this full time took about a year for me to figure out a process. Um, I think within the past month, things have gotten a lot better with that. And I figured out a good process with doing submissions is that it's pretty much just how I start my day. Um, and like, I have this like insane, well, hold on, let me find like a real page. Uh, I have an insane like to-do list. Like this is my everyday 
and that's um yeah um <laughs> what i tried it what i like just the things i remember to write down and then the other things that i do um but so i started doing okay the first thing i'm going to do when i get is i'm going to do submissions i'm going to do emails because before i would just let them pile up and then i'd be like oh, okay well, i have like a hundred submissions to go through i'm going to try and just nail them out um and then i'd spend like you know, five hours at one time doing it. And now it's like a half hour mm-hmm. or an hour, depending on like if it's Monday. Um, so it's, it's not as overwhelming as it used to be. <laughs> now it's like, okay, cool. Now, like now I move on to the next thing. Okay. Yeah. But then after you like bands submit and like, you know, obviously a handful are going to catch your ear. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? And then you're like reaching out back to them and like seeing if you could do a feature on them, add them to your playlists. Like what what's what comes next then? So believe it or not, every single submission I get, I listen to and I email all of them back. Every single person. Um, I give every single person also the opportunity to be, opportunity to be on the playlist so everyone that does submit at some point has a placement on our playlist um i'm not gonna really go through how and where i place and how i do all that um but i give everybody the uh, that opportunity to make it onto our list um because no no one else is gonna do that no yeah that that's that <laughs> and, and truthfully like the playlist game is so important you know mm-hmm. that can lead to getting a few extra you know thousand two thousand streams on one right. of their singles which you know when a local you know let's say a touring band comes to their city and they're trying to get on the you know be the local support and they have to show the promoter like, hey, this is like my band page. This is some of our music. Here's our Spotify page. Like, if all of a sudden one of their songs has, you know, a couple of thousand streams when they're just getting started, that's going to get the attention of that promoter and be like, all right, you can play this show then. And then, you know, that's right. truly so important for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times so what we'll do is, you know, if, you know, if there's, if I hear something special, extra special in a band, um, we have a lot of people that listen to our podcasts, listen to our playlists, like record labels and stuff like that, that listen through and are looking for stuff. And we do work with specific labels and stuff like that. Um, and so if there's something, you know, that we hear that, you know, we think is something special, like extra special, you know, sometimes we'll throw it someone's way. Um, and all the time we work like there's other people that um, are in our same, you know, our same business. There's a, a group called Heart Riot Agency that does a super yep. great job. Love them so much. Lance um, is a great dude. So great. Um, you know, I work with him. You know, he sends me stuff for our playlist. I'll send bands his way as well. Um, especially like if somebody's looking for services, reaches out to services like or like, hey, you know, 
we'll we'll pay you guys this much and do this. I'm like, well, I don't do that service, but I know this this guy does, and so I'll you know send people people his way because we're all about create a community and working together. It's like, yeah, I would. I don't have time to do the playlisting stuff as much as much as I'd like to. It's just, you know, that's a lot of extra extra work, and I'm only one guy. <laughs> but I do have. Um, recently, we've gotten extra teammates. Um, we've got Matt Reed and Gilbert Vara, and uh, they have taken on a lot of the work and a lot of stuff for me, and I can't express the amount of appreciation I have for them uh, for the things that they do. Give, uh, Gilbert, we'll call him Gibby, Super Gibby. Uh, he's, he is the host of our music show on Twitch, the super awesome music video show. He takes care of all the Twitch stuff, like all the time. And Matt is also very, like also does a ton of Twitch. So they work together to take care of pretty much our entire Twitch stuff. The only dealings I have <laughs> with Twitch is I make the videos. So people will give us their music videos. I'll edit it, put the little name and stuff in there. And so I make all the little segments. I send it off to them and then they take care of the rest. So we got, we've got a team working together to try and make this bigger and and better yeah to offer more services our goal is to continue to grow and be able to offer more things and do more fun stuff love that now has there been any artists that submitted to your playlist you're like man like i can't believe that they like so-and-so band that you like truly love i can't believe like they submitted to be on my playlist um like before, like you, you know, like discovered them through like your submissions. Like this is a band that you already knew prior. I don't think so. I think a lot of the like in those early days, especially, I was just seeking them all out. Like, so I started off trying to hit like, you know, aim high, glimmers out of time, you know, like. Like I started out trying to hit all the bands that like, I was like, okay, you guys are great. Like, do you want to do these things with me? <laughs> uh, and for a long time, you know, either sometimes people didn't respond. Most of the time, almost everybody responded. Mm -hmm. Like our, our pop punk community is such a great community to where like um, to have, you know, Josh uh, from Magnolia Park just on our podcast. I just, reached out to him and he was like hey man you responded mm -hmm. fuck cool all right <laughs> you know uh same thing with like Jarrett reddick you know he just responded you know yeah. and that's like i said that's such a uncommon thing for people to do that it's awesome that our scene just does that yeah 179 episodes later i could definitely say that that is true <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it would just be me and justin and tom sitting here yeah. every single week <laughs> right <laughs> which would yeah. be awesome too but absolutely it yeah it's 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 definitely an awesome community and 
it is kind of cool like some of the responses that we get i'm like i can't believe that this person responded to my shot in the dark like this was a complete shot in the dark oh and yeah. now i have chuck from simple plan on my show <laughs> like right well, crazy well you like you can't just say like you haven't had like any like like major influence go on the playlist because you just had uh um thomas nicholas yeah, yeah, on the show from uh, um, well, more famously American Pie, but I mean, rookie right. of the year, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we reached out to him. I think you asked about the playlist, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasts. I I reached out to all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, Thomas Ian Nicholas, what a treat, man! Like he is so he was so nice. It was, like I said, that wasn't even super hard to get a hold of him either. I mean, I had to go, I talked to like his management team and they were so freaking nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got him on the show and super pleasant and really nice. Um, it was one of my first shows by myself. And I'm like, hey, man, so, you know, mildly terrified to talk to you right now, especially <laughs> by myself. And he's like, dude, it's all good. We're good. Everything's fine. Let's just be goofy. And I was like, cool. I love you. You made <laughs> my childhood. Thanks. <laughs> you made my childhood. Well, yeah. I mean, who didn't grow up? I mean, I guess in my age range, like watching Rookie of the Year and the American Pie movies. When I was watching Rookie of the Year, my plan for life, I was going to be in the major leagues. Just I don't know if you like know this, but a, that a was what I was injury. supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was supposed to be playing for the twins right now right (laughs) (laughs) me and my friend that's all we would we would sit we would play golden glove we would try and be the like get the best the bet like throw it as far as you could so you had to dive or slide to catch it so we were gonna be major leaguers because what was there it was it was rookie of the year it was sandlot and what was the other like baseball movie not um hot shots little big league no, not Little Big League. It was another movie with like a kid playing in the majors. So there was, I don't know about that, but the movie Little Big League is about a kid that took over as manager for the Twins. Oh, yes. yes. That was another one. Or Angels yeah. in the Outfield. Yes. Angels in the Outfield. That, that, that was when Disney was just like, yeah, we'll make sports franchises. Let's do it. Oh, and then that we'll was sell so them great. and then they'll win the championship the year after we sell them. <laughs> Um, have you seen, I, I haven't seen it, but have you guys seen angels in the infield? The second one that's about football with Christopher Lloyd. No, definitely did not see that. I haven't seen it, but I have it on VHS over there. Well, <laughs> I think I have two copies. To apparently be it didn't do that well because Disney did <laughs> the not only do two. an NFL team. I have the only two, <laughs> the the only only two, two. copies. <laughs> They're like the ET game for Atari. You just, there's only so many cause it got buried out in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> that et game's super hard yeah you have to do math uh, what kid wanted to do math i just wanted to play ter- teenage mutant ninja turtles side scroll and punch people yeah that was the best part mm-hmm. oh boy. <laughs> so i do want to ask because I, I noticed that you have set up shop at a few of these festivals yeah that have rolled through so you were at four chord mm-hmm. yep okay so so far, we've done four chord two years and unsilent night and so what fest in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I guess tell me about that experience, because 
that's super cool. And I would love maybe one day bar down to do something like that. So like, are you just spreading awareness of your show or there, is there anything that you try to accomplish while you're out there? Um, a major goal is to sell merchandise. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, for real. Okay. So for just joke, all jokes aside, aside, like that is our merch is one of the few ways we actually make money to people listening. If you like merch, that's how we get paid. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, to keep all of our services for, for bands free. Um, but we do make compilations. Um, we actually are currently finishing up work on uh, a very pop punk Christmas volume two. Um, so we, you know, we do compilations for bands. Um, gosh, yeah. And then we just kind of sp- try to spread our name out there, show what we do. Um, we sometimes we'll have a, like a laptop or something up so people can see like the, uh, super awesome music video show Mm. come to our twitch so you can watch that um yeah and then we just kind of spread awareness of what we're doing and why we do it and uh try to reach out to more bands like we have a big sign usually that says ask us about what we do and like or if you're in a band ask us about what we do and that brings up so many people (laughs) And are you and, doing like interviews on the spot or are you trying to schedule them while you're there or? Nope. We don't do any interviews. We don't go out and do the podcast at all. Um, we're just there in our booth. We'll have a, we'll be in the vendor area, have our booth, have our merch and have, you know, business cards, stickers that we hand out. And just and we just talk to people like I think that's one of the things that I like the most about doing it. Is I'm not there. I'm not there as like media. I'm there because I want to talk to the fans. We want to yeah. talk to people about music. And hopefully one day, you know, we can have somebody do that and do media and stuff. But it's trying to figure out what our priorities are, because it's always like it's just me. And then I have Gibby or somebody else coming with okay and so you know it's just it's a it's a lot they're long days yeah <laughs> and, and you're probably not able to catch too many sets either right um it all depends like gibby and i at four chord had a really great process it really only takes one person to run the booth even if it's busy um and so if there's somebody we really want to see, like at four chord, if I didn't see the descendants, I was just yeah. going to be done. Like life was over. <laughs> uh, that's a, that was a bucket list band for me. And I got to get a descendants tattoo. The day of seeing the descendants, I got, I got the, a Milo tattoo. Oh, at four chord. <laughs> there was like a, a tattoo artist, like booth. And so, like, before everything started, like, we ran over and we're like, uh, can I do something quick? Like, <laughs> we yep. just before all the dust gets kicked up. Yeah. And I mean, well, luckily, so four chord was at a, um, was a, a baseball minor, field, right? Baseball field. So there was, there was no dust. Nice. It was all turf. So that was cool. That's sweet. Yeah. And yeah. So it, probably not too hot at that point, right? It was the end of September. 
It, no, it wasn't too bad at all. It, I mean, it was warm, but it wasn't that bad. It was it was pretty great. But yeah, so we would just if one of us wanted to see somebody, we would go. But we pretty much just, you know, the booth was priority. If we got time, go. If we can't, wait till you can. Did okay. did Rishi hook you guys up with like backstage passes or anything? Were you able to meet any of the bands? Um. <clears throat> so we vendors didn't get backstage passes, um, but I did meet a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet Alistair, nice, uh, who is you know pop punk, you know legends. Uh, yeah, I think I have and, my drive through records pizza box right there. I love that <laughs> drive through records was the best um but yeah so they were just standing at their tent like drinking beer and so i just walked over to them (laughs) it was awesome um taylor acorn was there so we got we like talked to her for a little while uh she wasn't playing she just showed up she was just a fan going to see the shows so that was cool that was fun um I saw I saw Milo. He ran past our tent, and I tried to run out and find him. But boy, was he quick! He was gone. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna pull a Wayne Gretzky on pull. Milo. Thank you for punk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. It it would have it it most likely would have been very similar. <laughs> See. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that to you next. Like if I ever see you in person, I'm just gonna be like, Patrick, thank you for podcast. Just <laughs> me, <laughs> moi, moi, get out. I <laughs> uh, love that. Cool. Well, Pat, before we wrap up, you know, let let's let the listeners know where they can find you or if they're in bands that want to be uh on your playlist and be involved you know spread the good word where where can people find you guys cool um super easy everything we do is unsigned pop punk so whatever social media you have um what is that new one um like not the tiktok tiktok now but the the like it's that new app where you're like there's a new app. I can't. I oh can't yeah, keep it's, up with it's like one. be be something. It's not be free. I just, but it's literally like take your picture and it takes both your cameras. And it's like, what are you doing right now? And and uh, we're on that. <laughs> Even well, as unsigned pop punk. But yeah, uh, you can go to unsignedpoppunk.com and you'll literally find everything that we do. All of our playlists are all the shows that we do. Um. If we're going to be in your town for a festival or a concert, anything we do, you can go to unsignedpoppunk.com and you can find it there. You can submit to any of our playlists on unsignedpoppunk.com. Um, on there, well, I'll bet you this is somebody. Be real. Thanks, Matt. He's watching the show. Matt Reed. <laughs> like I said, this guy right here. Watching the show, it's called Be Real. Be Real. Well, guess, guess what, Justin? You're I'm, taking over that one. I'm already on it. <laughs> That's your new responsibilities. Out of time, yeah. FL. Be Real. I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for Matt, holy crap, he's like he's on top of it for me. He, if I, if I don't know, that guy knows. It's great. Uh, teammate of the year. Um, 
yeah, so you can submit to us on any playlist. Any of them. We got a Scott playlist now, so that one's cool, too. Um, yeah, just hit us up. If you want to email me, unsignedpoppunk.com. Pat at unsignedpoppunk.com. Email me. We can chat. I'm a nice fella. <laughs> I love Good that. Dude. Dude, thank thank you so much for hanging out with us and sharing some great stories. And you know, I, I definitely watch every single one of your TikTok videos. You're great. And oh, thanks. Definitely introduced me to some new bands to yeah. to reach out to and see if they're hockey fans and try to get yeah. them on the show. So I appreciate well, I... the grind because TikTok is a grind at times, and yeah. it's it's not always easy to, especially. You know, I'm 35. You're similar in age. It's not the easiest app to learn when you're a grandpa like us. It's and... okay. We're hip. We're with it. <laughs> I think we all had a Friendster account at one point. I never did Friendster. Oh, really? No. Mm-mm. Just old MySpace. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did do MySpace, and it was the best. <laughs> nothing will ever be better. We I, all learned I, a basic kind of HTML. Agree. There was nothing better than going to like one of your friends' page and see what like song they had, mm-hmm. and and like I can't even tell you like that that age, like that time frame. I guess I discovered the Spill Canvas, like yeah, something corp, like all of those bands for confessional, so, yeah, were so important and still are so important in my life because of like going to MySpace pages and like absolutely seeing what friends had you know their profile songs mm-hmm. for bands. I don't think there's ever been a better platform. MySpace was what TikTok wishes Wants it could be. be. And I love, don't get me wrong, I fucking love me some TikTok. I do. I do. But MySpace was Facebook with Spotify. Yeah. And it was so much easier to promote your band on MySpace than any platform has ever been. Mm-hmm. The bulletins I, were super easy to use. Mm-hmm. You could just literally just share out to different people. Yeah. Friends would comment. They would repost it. It was great. Yep. And I mean, yeah, there was like there was certain things that like obviously if they just took the time to fix, like you could cheat your uh, your numbers real hard if you went into like Blink 182's page and then popped like your link into like their chat or something like and and people just and it would pop up automatically if anybody like just went past it and like, yeah, that was cheating. Fix that. You know, <laughs> you could fix that stuff. Uh, but it's, it's also like, it's super funny when you look at it, like where Facebook, like if you're not Facebook friends, are you really friends? You know, we had, we had that too with the MySpace top eight. Yeah. If you're not top, in the top eight, top three. you're not my bestie. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there were fights that were started in my high school because of that. <laughs> I believe it. Like I it was a it. private school of like 150 kids like per class. And there was fights that broke out. Like I'm not in your top five. And they just like run around the hall. There's a MySpace fight. And just like just yeah. kids beating the crap out of each other because of the internet. Right. I mean, we, and Facebook does has that now just by being facebook friends yeah <laughs> but you're just commenting at each other yeah but but facebook is not great for bands and for no it's horrible it's no, always been bad. terrible yeah. it's so bad and yeah. it, it it's it truly sucks like you know 
a band can't just make good music anymore. It, it's really hard to get mm-hmm. it out there, especially when all of the platforms that you would normally use to push it out, the only way you're going to get any engagement is if you pay for it. If you pay for yeah. it to run ads right. or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's just super it, tough and it sucks that it has to be like that when, you know, MySpace really was for bands. Like it was it the was, best yeah. platform for artists to, to get their music out there. And the way um, ads and stuff work, it doesn't really work in your favor anyway. Like you can pay for it, but a lot of the times, you know, it's unless you know exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. and know how to run those ads, which a lot of people don't, and they'll spend like $60 and it'll just spit your ad out to people that would never like wouldn't care. So like all that sort of stuff, you have to be super careful when running ads. Cause I do think they can be effective if you know exactly what you're doing. Or yeah. it'd be a huge waste of money if you don't. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell people there are much better ways to spend your money than to, than to do ads. Yeah. Like there's, there's different, you know, it, if you're trying to get like more streams on your music, g- give your fucking money to Lance and yeah. at Heart Riot. <laughs> you'll get more streams off of that than you will if you do if you run an ad on Facebook. Yeah, for the same price too. Yeah, or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like I always tell people that like ads, use that as a like a last, last ditch effort. You can you can make a lot of head you can make a lot of a lot of headway just by grinding, you know, and doing it yourself as well. There's a lot there's a lot you can do without spending money first. Mm-hmm. And I think if especially for bands just starting out, you should definitely do everything you can first before spending money. Spend money on better things. Like recording. Yeah. Get yeah, do better get, recording. Yeah, better, better mixing. Gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. better gear. It's a lot of things you can spend money on. <laughs> but hey. you know, what's your time worth? Yep, exactly. Amen. Cool. Well, yeah. Patrick, well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. It was it was truly a blast. And I, I, I love that Wayne Gretzky story. I'll, I'll be lying <laughs> if that doesn't become the clip to promote this episode. One hundred percent. It better. Comes. It better be. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Because you know, I didn't tell it for nothing. <laughs> that is that is TikTok gold in the hockey community. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> We're about to it. go viral. Let's get it. Let's go viral, guys. Let's do it. How cool would that be? That'd be sick. Like, so sick. Like Danny DeVito says, we're going to get a virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Oh, love him. Hey, I actually man. have a Danny DeVito print over here. It's just sitting over there. It's great. It's an art, little art print. It's just him in a yellow sweater and it says, go for it. Oh, I thought love you were going to have the, the Anton Gublogian with the wig and everything. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's from, uh, it's from Sunny for sure. Yeah, but... it's from one of the promotional ads they did. Yeah, but it's great. Love it. Love that show. Oh, it's genius. And if it, like one more thing, you know, I don't want to keep you guys too long. But if you haven't seen it, he's on Little Demon as well. Yep. And that show is also incredible. So funny. He plays Satan. Watch it. <laughs> Everyone. 
<laughs> it's amazing. It's everything you think it would be. It's really good. And way more. It is so much. You never expect to see so many cartoon boobs in your life. <laughs> oh, it's a cartoon. It's an adult animation. Not safe yeah. for work. <laughs> yeah, no, not safe for work. <laughs> or church. Not safe for church. Eh, fuck it. Depending on the church you go to. Fuck it. <laughs> it's safe for church. Throw that on the presentation board. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the pulpit. Yes. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, Patrick, we'll let you go. Definitely go check out Unsigned Pop Punk. They're doing God's work. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thanks again, guys. Yep. See ya.